Hey everybody, this is Mark. And this is Austin. And we want to welcome you to Life with Rojo. Get ready for a wild ride. Hey Rojo family, this is Mark and this is Austin. Hey guys, we're excited to be here today for our second podcast with Life with Rojo. Uh, thank you to everyone who listened to our first podcast last week. We were very excited about it. We got some great feedback. And it was just fun. Yeah, man. We just want to thank all y'all for sharing and letting people know and, uh, you know, just joining along with us, being part of the Rojo family. Um, it, it's, it's, it's been awesome. And we're excited to, you know, try to get one of these out to y'all weekly and just have some good, just fun content that you don't have to really think about. You know, there's so much of life we're just thinking about stuff and we're busy and, and just stressed. And, and, and I mean, I see people like all day, every day just seeming super stressed and we just want to have something fun out there for you. So how's your week been? Man, no, it's been a good week. I don't know about you guys, but you know, I live in Southeast Tennessee uh, and the weather's been crazy. I was a little worried that we may not be able to have a podcast this week just because of the weather. We've had a snowstorm come through. Luckily we didn't get too much here, um, but worked from home for a couple of days, which was a nice little change of pace. I get stir crazy though. So I had to walk around my neighborhood like five, six times uh, to get out of the house, but it's been a good week. Overall, it's been a good week. No, that's great. And uh, you know, it's, it's, it's been interesting. Like we, I don't think got above like 19 no. or 20 the other day, yesterday. And that was pretty insane for this area. Like we, we don't really get that cold right. that often. Well, I think the low last night or night before was like four degrees or three degrees. And that's, that's cold. Like, like, how do they even tell the difference on that? Like, what's the difference between four and like two? I think it, one. I think if it's below twelve, they just make a number, pick a number. I, I think so. Like, do you think it's like a lottery? Like, they just draw it out of a hat no, or something? Just sounds, guess. Four feels good. Yeah, for Cleveland. Three sounds good for Cookville. Two for Chattanooga. I wonder at what temperature you can start feeling the difference. Like, you, you know, is it? I can tell the difference between thirty and twenty, or well, what's that thing? When they talk about, like, if you're cooking crab or lobster and you put it into, like, a pot on the stove and it's the water's, like, cold and the crab or lobster doesn't feel the temperature change till it's too late. Have you heard of that? I think you just made it up. But, sounds, um, it sounds scientific. It, it may be scientific. Uh, you know, as we told y'all last week, we've been teaching some chemistry to, to a couple of high school students, and that's been quite the journey. Listen, there's nothing more humbling than trying to read a middle school or high school chemistry book and not be able to pronounce half the words. Or or read the words. Read the words. We had some challenges this week on some of the words, but, you know, that's all right. Um, Just fake it till you make it. Right, right. But, but we, you know, we're making it enjoyable. We're making science fun. We're yeah. keeping science fun. So, um, you know, we, we had some amazing comments this week from the Rojo family. Yeah. Like, it was awesome. They were super yeah. supportive. And, uh, you know, we just want to thank you all for those great comments. And so many people just encouraging us, you know, looking forward to the next episode. Had a good time with us last week. Um, but there were also a couple questions. And, Austin, I'd like you to take us through those questions. Yeah, I've got a couple pulled up. Again, thank you guys for reaching out, either email or a text or a phone call. Um, just letting let us know what you think about the podcast and what you thought was funny, what you liked. But, uh, yeah, we have a couple of questions we pulled up. We'll go ahead and read one of them. First, uh, it's from Caroline Bello. And she was just asking, what does ROJO stand for? R-O-J-O. And that's a great question. 
this is our second podcast. I'm pretty sure we didn't talk about this last week. No, I don't think we touched it. But uh, good question. So Rojo is kind of like a combination of mine and Mark's first and middle name. So Austin's my middle name, but my first name is Roy. So obviously I go by Austin because I didn't want to sound like a 65-year-old man growing Valid. up in kindergarten. Um, it would make you even more single at this point. Nothing gave me more anxiety through kindergarten through seventh grade than the first day of school and the teacher reading off Roy Barnwell and being like, I have to lift my hand because all the kids are like, whose name is Roy? What type of name is that? Because I guess you just associate Roy with being like a 63-year-old man sitting right. on the front porch drinking a cherry Coke or something. Roy's are born at 63. Absolutely. So 100%. Every Roy I've met has at least been 57, if not 63. And and the Joe is from my middle name, Joseph, which an interesting story about that is I was in about fifth grade the first time I ever had to write my full name, you know, Mark Joseph Miller. And, you know, Joe is J-O-E. So I assumed that, you know, Joseph, J-O-E-S-E-P-H. But... Maybe it's the education system. I don't know, but I didn't know how to spell my name. So I just want to give everybody a heads up. If your middle name is Joseph and you're not quite sure how to spell it, it's J-O-S-E-P-H. And what grade were you in again when you realized you were spelling your name wrong? This isn't something we're proud of over here, but it, it was fifth grade. Uh, okay. It was, a, it was a journey, to say the least. So all, to say, all that being said, uh, Miss Carolyn... So Rojo stands for, for part of my first name, Roy, and Joe for Mark's middle name, Joseph. So Rojo, we thought it sounded kind of catchy and easy to remember. So you Rojo. Contrary to popular belief, it is not the color Rojo. Um, I have heard that. I've been questioned that. And that is not the case. So it is just for Roy and Joseph. Yeah. Uh, let's go to our next question. So next one, we have a question from Isaac. And Isaac is asking, oh, boy. How long do you poop before your legs fall asleep? You know, Isaac, I think if we're asking that question, then you're probably pooping for way too long. I don't think I've ever had a leg go to sleep on a toilet. Um, I've done a lot of things, but that's one that's not that's one thing that's not happened. I don't know. Well, I think I think it really depends on the journey. You know, I mean, I um, went to Bucky's recently, and they do. They do have some nice restrooms. Honestly, if I lived close to one, I'd probably never use my home restroom again. Listen, if I see a Bucky sign, even if it's like 50 miles away and I have to go, I will hold it. I will shut down every organ I have in my body till I get to that Bucky's bathroom. It's like a spa. I think that's why that little beaver draws us in. Something about it. Them beaver nuggets in them bathrooms, man. And they're cleaning. They always clean the bathrooms. There's always somebody in there. Like, that always. is that guy's life. Like, like sometimes we can really own our job and really love our job. Like, that person that cleans that bathroom, they take pride in what they do. What, and I appreciate that. Yeah, what gets me is the stalls. The stalls go from, like, floor to ceiling. You're, there's no crack from the door, no crack underneath, up above. It's like a complete, like a closet. It's like a room with a toilet. People miss the beauty of that. Like I've been in a uh, public restroom before doing my business and I've had small children just kind of crawl between everybody's stall. And, uh, you know, you don't want, you don't want visitors. That's, That's not, not a good. time you're looking for visitors. I love people, but not then. The one place I want a little bit of privacy. Right. It's in right. the bathroom stall. 
But, you know, to back on this question, like, you know, I, I really did think about it. And um, while I was at Bucky's, Bucky's is a perfect place to people watch if you're a fan of people watching. And you will see some people walk out differently than they walked in. So I think there is a time period where the leg does fall asleep. Um, it, it might. I mean, let's be real. If you're at a Bucky's, you're going to go look at the brisket sandwiches, my personal favorite. You're going to go look at the beef jerky buffet. You're going to go look at the fudge they have. So you've yeah. already walked around like half a mile right. before you make it to the bathroom. The bathroom itself is like a warehouse. So then you walk from one end to the other end, and you finally find a commode and sit down. Your leg might already be halfway asleep anyways. How many double visits do you think we're making for some people? Like, Do you, do you oh. think they have on a regular day at least... 50 double visitors? They've got people coming there for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Right. I'm but, convinced. But I'm talking about to the commode. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There, there's people that, you know, after you walk and everything, maybe get a little of that brisket in you. It's time to go again. I thought you got to go. Yeah. And, and, and you don't want to, like, kind of, you know, have to go and then just leave. You know, you want to take care of it there because that's the place. So I guess, Isaac, to answer your question, I feel like it's subjective. How long do you poop before your legs fall asleep? You know? And honestly, you could always reach out to your primary care doctor if you feel like it's happening more times than not. Not sure. I'm not a medical professional in that sense, but uh, that's it's a little unfortunate. Yeah, we focus on mental health here at Rojo. We um, we don't focus on medical advice, so I do have to say that's not medical advice. But if your leg is falling asleep on the bathroom, there's either a problem with the innards, I'd say. Or whatever you're doing on your phone has captivated you that much. And that takes us to another thing. How do we feel about public bathrooms and being on your phone in them? There's something icky to me when you walk into a public bathroom and you hear the little click, 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 click. Someone's like texting or you hear little like alert sounds from their phone. I don't know. It just rubs me the wrong way. You know, the only thing that I think that's kind of worse than that is have you ever been in a public restroom? And the person is doing their business. And when we talk about doing their business, we're keeping it PG, guys. We're talking about the number two, okay? So they're doing their business, but talking to someone on the phone, or yet worse, talking to someone on speakerphone in a public restroom while doing your business. No, I'm over that. There's, a, there's not many conversations that would have to happen while doing your business in a bathroom. I heard one at a pilot gas station, which I'm going to admit, pilot and loves, they're, they're pretty good. And until I met Bucky's, they may have been the best, but I heard somebody on a speaker phone, just chatting it up with their wife. Just a casual conversation, casual conversation, nothing urgent, nothing immediate. I'm thinking your wife goes into labor. There's an emergency. God forbid your kid breaks their arm at school, there's not a lot of conversations that I think are permissible to have while you're doing your business in a public restroom. Like some things, they can just wait. I think that's the thing. We have a problem. We, we don't want to wait. Like just wait. We're, we're pretty impatient people. We got to have it right now. And, uh, you know, whether that's technology that's done that, whether that's our attention, like guys, sometimes, all right, we're, 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 let's just go ahead and give some advice right now. Sometimes it can wait. It can wait. It, it can wait. Don't rush it. Enjoy your time. Like, just, just don't rush it. 
for me, I'm slightly a germaphobe. So the thought of two being in the public restroom, which I don't use a public restroom unless one, it's a Bucky's. Two, it's an absolute, what I call a code three. Like you just have to go. Like there's no other option. Those happen. And they will hit you. They will hit you when you have certain barbecue sandwiches. They will hit you when you have certain coffee drinks. They'll hit you if you drink, eat too much fiber in the morning. You know, we we both work out a good bit, and uh, sometimes protein, sometimes protein can hit it to that next level. It'll kick you. Yeah. So at um, you know, one of our offices that we that we work at, we um, you know, don't have a just guys' bathroom, and it's it's something that's always bothered me. So I've actually created a system, and the more y'all get to know me, Rojo family. I have a lot of systems, and um, there's a Walmart behind the office. So what I do is I've become friends with the cleaning individual at Walmart. She's a beautiful person, and for the payment of maybe a candy bar every two weeks, the occasional bouquet of flowers, she will text me as she finishes cleaning the bathroom at Walmart, and she will keep it closed until I can go over there use the restroom to a Walmart bathroom all to myself, freshly cleaned, just for the payment of a candy bar. That's beautiful. And I'll That's tell a beautiful you beautiful story. It may be the best dollar I ever spent. That's the best dollar fifty you spend on a Kit Kat ever. It, it really is. And you, you know, as I do this, I wonder why aren't other people doing the same thing? You know, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. And, you know, she does it with joy. She loves what she does. There's nothing much scarier than a Walmart bathroom. I'm just going to be real. They can, they're, they're ripe. There's, there's some (laughs) stuff that happens in a Walmart bathroom that. I don't want to think about it. This is a family show, Mark. Yeah. We should probably talk (laughs) about that. That's very true. But as I walk in there. Rojo after hours, if there was one, which there isn't one, but (laughs) there was one. Sometimes I I just wonder what people are eating. People need, don't even get me started. You know, but talking about a Walmart bathroom, it really brings <laughs> us to what people used to do in the bathroom before phones, and that was reading. That's even gross. That's grosser. What if you have like a splatter? Let's just say you have a code three. You're sitting there. God forbid. Oh, God forbid. There's a splatter incident. And you're just sitting there reading your Anna Green Gables or whatever book you're reading, your, your Laurel Ingalls Wilder book. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the page is a little damp, it's a little wet. Well, just know, think about that. Let that sink in. You're, you're a whole, that's tough, that's right? That, that's, a, that's a tough visual image. But I'm not sure if our entire listening audience can relate with you on the uh, frequency of the splatter um, restroom usage. I eat a lot of protein, Mark. So I guess for me, it could be, it's not too far. Well, the <laughs> well, God but, bless you, friend. Well, he has. He's good. But <laughs> on books, let's get back to the 80-20 principle that we've been reading. Uh, you know, yeah. so far, I'm really liking it. You know, we're a chapter into it. And, uh, you know, it's it's pretty awesome. What, what one of the main concepts of the book so far is talking about is about 80% of our productivity is coming from about 20% of the effort. Mm-hmm. So, um what, what what you're trying to do is really get more out of that 20% and make it a more powerful 20%, I guess, I guess you can say. And 
and it applies to different things. It applies to relationships. It applies to work. It applies to fitness. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's interesting, like talking about fitness, a lot of people think what you're doing in the gym is really going to lead to the body changes, but it's actually all the stuff outside of the gym. You know, it's, it's your sleep, your hydration, your nutrition that will really impact your body the most. So uh, what, what are your thoughts so far um, in the first chapter? No, I really like the book. Um, I was trying to, if I can find it really quick. Um, no, it's really good. The first chapter, you know, it kind of talks about just a little brief history of, you know, essentially the 80-20 principle has been around for a while from different mm-hmm. philosophers, different entrepreneurs. Um, I think Pareto was the first, right? Yeah, an Italian guy. And so they kind of give a little brief history of how and different um, eras and different um, like during the industrial revolution, different, just different time frames, different parts of the country, the world, people have developed this idea and how it translates into, into so many aspects of your life. And to me, that was interesting to read. No, that's and great. I wanted to see if I could find, there was one part I wanted to read and if I, I won't waste. You know, well, while you're looking on, for but, that, I did want to share. Um, so, so, Austin and I are coming into this with like different levels of reading and enjoyment of reading. I I really enjoy to read. So I'm constantly reading different things. And some of you listeners, you you may be right there with me. You enjoy reading, you enjoy learning and growing. And then Austin, he enjoys learning and growing, but he would prefer (laughs) someone else to do the reading for him. So maybe you're listening and you're not much of a reader, quote unquote, then, um, you know, this is a good challenge for you, and I think this has been a growth opportunity for Austin. It has been. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm not a huge, huge reader. I wish I wish I liked to read. My mom, my sister, they can sit down there and read a book in a weekend, and they're just like, you know, happy, love it. For me, it's like, dear God, <laughs> is there a documentary? Right. Is right. there a, an e-book? Can I listen to it? But I have, but I do, I like to read certain books like more like self-help or things like that uh so i really do enjoy this 80 20 principle book like i said i'm gonna try to read a couple of chapters this weekend and for people who don't like to read you know one that's okay you're we still love you you're you're welcome here but two this book it's not a hard read it's easy to understand it's not very thick it's not very intimidating um, and it's interesting um so i would definitely recommend like I said, I've just read a couple, the first like chapter. I'll read a couple more chapters this weekend. We'll probably talk about them next week too. Yeah. But yeah, I really like it. Well, you know, this kind of transitions us well with Austin being a um, new to the reading thing. Um, <laughs> I may not have been able to spell my name, but at least I read. Um, I want to share a little bit. If you If you remember last week, I believe Austin made fun of me a bit about words. Um, the author what, of the 8020 book what's his name again? was a bit of a challenge for me. Old Richard. What's his last name? Um Koch. And um Stretch. I don't, I don't sir, if you're listening, I think your book is great. Fantastic book. I'm just not sure how to pronounce your last name. And we may need to change it. I think I so, think you can go with a different one that maybe we can say. <laughs> but I can't say a lot of words. Um, I was powerful, talking course. to my kids and using the word figure, but I say figure. What word was it that I taught you that you like to use in the disheveled? 
Yes, disheveled. <laughs> I don't know if you taught me that. I think but I taught you disheveled. It became a part of your vocabulary, and I have used you know, it some. There's a certain situation, which I guess we will not talk about at this point in time, but it fit. Very true. And you've used that word. I've heard you use it. So if you noticed, our mics sound a little different today. Again, give us feedback on that. Um, we're trying a new thing out, and we're actually recording today in Dade County, which is uh, where where I live. And, um, you know, so, so it's pretty exciting to be home. But there's a famous author that was actually buried in Dade County. Really? Yeah, his name is George Washington Harris. And a lot of y'all may not have heard of him, but he actually influenced Mark Twain, William Faulkner, and he's buried in Wildwood, Georgia. Really? And, and he actually wrote a fantastic um, book, and he was he was referred to as a humorist. And the book is Sutlit Loving Good. And what I want to do right now is I'm going to have Austin... I'm good. You know, just read a little bit of the intro and then just the first paragraph, uh, first two paragraphs, let's say, of chapter one. Oh, so all it, of this. Actually, you know what? I'll be nice to you. What we'll do is we'll just read oh God. Uh, the first page. I don't even know if I can read the subtitle. <laughs> all right, go ahead and read it for us, Austin. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if I can say this word. Sut Loving Goods Daddy, acting horse. <laughs> I think you're setting me up for failure here, Mark. Hold that our hoss down to the yeath. What? What hole are we talking about? <laughs> He's a fixin' fur, the heaven, heavings. <laughs> He's a spreading his tail feathers to fly. Are we sure this is appropriate? Look out, legs, if you ain't ready to go upwards. Whoa, shaved tail. Get a fiddle. He's trying a jig. Say long legs. Raise the power of con, didn't you? <laughs> Taunt it's red pepper. I don't think I should go on. <laughs> well, the next paragraph is in. All right. I think less. I'm only going to ask you to read one more sentence. Okay. And paragraph two is actually one sentence. So from there to there, if you can just read that and just read it with a little more confidence. I think the listeners want to hear a little more confidence. Well, well if I can read. Half these words. These and like expressions were addressed to a queer-looking, long-legged, short-bodied, small-headed, white-haired, hog-eyed, funny, sort of a genius fresh from some bench-legged Jew's clothing store, mounted on tear poke, a nick-tailed, bow-necked, long, poor-pale, sorrel horse, half-dandy, half-devil, and enveloped in a perfect network of Bridle reins, crupper, martingale straps, surcingles <laughs> with the surcingles, and red fettering, who reined up in front of Pat Nash's grocery among a crowd of mountaineers full of fun, foolery, and mean whiskey. 
So that in itself is the description of the main character, old Sut Loving Good. What? <laughs> so you know? uh, this is a style of writing that's not often read these days, but it did, like I say, inspire many of the greats. And I just uh, felt like since we're in Dade County today, we should share from the most famous author that's been buried in Dade that's County. Cool. That's very, that's, I wish I could read. I've learned today. Well, you know, I can't read. Not much of a reader. Maybe that's right? why I like a documentary <laughs> <laughs> or an ebook. Right. Well, um, you know, there, there's a few articles that interested me this week, a few things going on in the news. And one of them I wanted to share with you is the Fortune, like an article in the Fortune magazine. Um, it had a study of 40,000 couples. Dang. And they said that they can predict to a 94% accuracy if they're going to get divorced or not. Really? Yeah. And, and like, honestly, uh, what they say in here made a lot of sense to me. So what they said is six years after marriage, 86% of the people that have stayed together or I'm sorry, um, you know, 94% of the people um, were were discussed in this that uh, they were able to predict it. I'm sorry. But 86% of the time, the people that stayed together would talk facing toward each other. Hmm. And then um, for the people that got divorced, they only talked facing each other 33% of the time. Hmm. So... You know, it's one of those things that seems like they talked more at each other instead of to each other. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, so that's that's what Fortune magazine saying is a predictor of, um, you know, successful marriage. I mean, of course, there's tons of them. But this one thing, if if when communicating with the spouse, if you're not facing toward them, then um, that's a predictor that's probably not going to go very well. That was for the first six years. Um, the test was after the six-year point. Yeah, six yeah. Years. But isn't it safe to say, you know, just, and it's sad, but so many marriages do end in divorce. You could almost just like say, you know, you got 10 people lined up. You know, what's, I don't know what the percentage is now. Let's just say 50. Easy. Or even probably even, I would say 60. Maybe. You could just pick six. I mean, you know, guess. It's almost like most people end up in divorce, which is sad, but. But with 40,000 people, they had a 94% accuracy. That's pretty good. And, you know, I think we can all appreciate the fact that when we're talking to somebody, if they're facing towards us, giving us attention, you know, that feels a lot better. Uh, I think sometimes we've all been in conversations where you're talking to the back of somebody else's phone, and that could be tough. Yeah. Um, I do miss the flip phone. I was, I was a big know, fan of the flip phone. The flip phone's coming back. They're coming back. I, I've heard that. Um I heard Caterpillar has made one. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. Supposed to be pretty durable. I, th I, I think, I think some of the things that I think have hurt America and hurt our communication and hurt like people just being friendly is th the phone, right? Yes. Back when we had the flip phone, I think we were nicer. Um, yeah. Back porches, okay. because before back porches, everybody was sitting on the front porch and air conditioning. Because the front porch, you know, you got that nice breeze through, but with air conditioning, people are staying inside. I do love an air conditioner. I'm not going to lie. I, I do, That's, too. Um, I'm a big fan, 
but I still think it hurt things, hurt people in America. You know, we're not out there talking to our neighbors. Like how, how many of your neighbors do you really know? Well, I know there's a couple older ones that you check on. Yeah. But... I've got, I've got a couple of neighbors. I've, I have one set of neighbors. I'm not sure their name. I don't think they like me. I'm not really sure why they don't like me. I mean, I could get it. I mean, um, yeah, I don't read, but <laughs> I'm a nice person. Maybe if you read a little bit. I would try to wave, try to smile. Right. Kind of got the vibe. They weren't into that. I was like, okay, well, so I don't talk to them. But um, I do have some good neighbors, Miss Joy on one side and Mr. Tom and Miss Sam on the other side. They're, they're pretty good. We love Miss Joy and, and I love Mr. Joy. Tom and Miss Joy for listening. I'm giving you a shout out. Yeah. Well, another thing that I saw this week that I thought was kind of interesting, and it reminded me of uh, different things that I enjoy to eat that are random. Have you heard the trend going around about rat snacking? I have not. So basically what it is, is just, you know, making some random snack uh, combinations <laughs> that don't always really make sense. Like, for instance, I saw one where someone had some uh, dip, right? Mm -hmm. And then they just got um, the crumbs from a tortilla chip bag, kind of threw it in the dip, and just started spooning it out. Um, I, I could do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's I not bad, that. right? Apparently, I've been rat snacking for years, and I didn't know I was doing that. I just learned that I'm a rat snacker. When I, when I was a kid, one of my favorite things was like an Eggo waffle with some Frosted Flakes in the middle and making like a taco. I could do that. Yeah. I'll tell you what I ate last night. I'm not going to lie. What did you eat last night? I had a Kit Kat dipped in peanut butter and set on my couch. Is the Delicious. Kit Kat got peanut butter in it? I don't know. It's got like a wafer. I don't think Kit Kat has peanut butter in it. Okay. Okay. And you just kind of dipped it in the, the peanut, peanut butter? butter? but It was delicious. It worked. Hmm. What are some other like maybe snacks that you like that aren't? Probably the most popular. Oh, you're not the most proud of. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm a bachelor. I live by myself. I eat whatever I have at right. my house. Hey, that that's a blessing. I'm not going to lie. I have been known to dabble with some pork crowns and ranch dressing. Okay. Okay. Sounds weird. Honestly, I'm one of those people though. I could eat ranch dressing on almost anything. Right. Right. A hot dog, a hamburger, baked potato, chicken, any meat. That is For one sure. of the that is one of the popular uh, food items. Um, you ever tried pork rinds and ranch dressing? I haven't actually. Uh, <laughs> I know what I'm bringing. Yeah, I'm not, You know, I'm not a pork guy. I, uh, we don't do pork in my house. But you know what, I am a huge fan of that, that? I'm not the most proud of. Imitation bacon bits. Oh, yes. I love them so much. They're so good. Like, I'm embarrassed to love them as much as I do. But I feel like not much is better than a movie with some bacon bits in my hand. Uh, you know, I, like I said, I don't eat pork. So that's that's kind of my my guilty pleasure. Some uh, imitation bacon bits. See, I'm a snacker. That's my problem. You know, I've been on the fitness journey. and I've done a lot better with that. But I, I can be prone to be a snacker. And I'm pretty sure there's been times. I'll be the I'll be if I get a little hungry. If I'm in the kitchen, I'll just kind of see what I have, and I get creative, and I'll just make something in the moment that sounds good. But I'm thinking I'm pretty sure I've eaten just like mustard on white bread and folded <laughs> mustard on white and bread and folded it like a taco, and thinking it was pretty good, right? I'm like thinking start, that hey, I might need to try this again. You know, I, I like I said, I'm eating pretty clean right now, but I'm gonna keep a journal. You you should. I think I've got some weird 
snacking habits. I mean, I think that'd be interesting. I'm one of those people that can be super annoying with food choices. Um, I know it drives my wife crazy, and I think it drives you crazy at times, too. It does. Where I can literally eat the same thing every day. And I can eat the same thing most days. Like, I, I can't. Now, I'm not saying, like, maybe two weeks in a row. But I can definitely right. meal prep and eat things for th- three, four days, maybe five days. But one uh, thing that got me, Mark, okay, is that there's certain food items that you just you don't know what are but i don't understand how you don't know what they are for example i don't know if you remember this a while back we were bringing in breakfast and for people at work okay and yeah, yeah asking me like hey what do you think i should get you know yeah, you know some donuts juices or, or coffees or muffins or danishes and you looked at me when i said danish <laughs> like what the heck is a Danish? And I thought you were joking. I'm like, how do you not know what a Danish is? And we're talking about breakfast food. A Danish. And I'm not saying you have to eat Danishes or like Danishes or even have ever tried a Danish, but to at least know what a Danish is. Yeah, I, I guess. Uh, <laughs> like, what? you know. After learning a little bit more, I do feel like most people do know what a Danish is. So that. But did you know what a Danish was? I personally um, did not. I know what a donut is, even a donut hole. And in Helen, Georgia, one time I had a crepe. You know what a crepe is, but you don't know what a Danish is. I didn't know what the crepe was, but is that even how you say it? Is it called that or a creek? It's a crepe. Okay. Yes, crap is French. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty proud you, of I, I'm surprised. And Helen's German, so right. I guess they all get along. They probably like Danishes more than crepes. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but I'm still kind of confused. So, like, a Danish is just like a buttery. A, a pastry, yes, a buttery, flaky pastry. I mean, I don't know the formal like definition. Like a French biscuit or something? I don't know if that would be a French biscuit. I don't know. That would probably be a biscuit. I don't know. <laughs> but. Just a, a breakfast with like cream cheese filling or a raspberry jelly filling. I don't know. I'm not a huge Danish fan, but I know what Danishes are. Yeah. You know, I think it's just like a type of pastry with maybe icing or like a bear claw. You know, you heard about a bear claw Danish? It's like a it's like a big Danish that has like, like nuts on it and like icing. Um, You never heard of a bear claw? Well, I mean, I've heard of a bear claw. Not of course, the, bears the, have claws. The, 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 the breakfast food. I didn't know that was a breakfast food. Okay. There's some, it's just, you know, I know you're a very honest guy, but sometimes it's hard for me to, I just don't understand. I mean, I just never had bear claws or Danishes. But you're from Georgia. I feel like that was like a common, I don't know, I feel like you ever been to a Walmart and just walk around? I mean, I've been around the a Walmart. I, I used to play uh, People of Walmart. When I was a youth pastor, and um, you would have a list of things you've got to look for on individuals in Walmart. Oh, like a scavenger uh, hunt. Yeah, scavenger hunt type thing. It was a lot of fun. Like, one of them was like a family where everybody had a NASCAR shirt. Well, that's probably pretty common that here in North that Georgia. was one of the first ones on everybody's list. I'm from Western North Carolina. So, we love some NASCAR. So right, right. I actually saw it was the weirdest thing um, on Facebook Marketplace. Somebody had like an actual race car for sale, like it was uh Dell Jarrett's or something. So I'm not sure who that is, but I yeah, it. yeah, it was like his race car. So I'm not sure if he knows, but if you're listening, Dell, they have your car. Yeah, listen, I don't have Facebook personally, 
and I think it's a good thing because I feel like if I had Facebook, I would get in trouble with Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, like oh. if if I have a time waster in my life, it's Facebook Marketplace. And I'm not sure if anybody's really like me. I'm on it pretty much every day. I don't buy like hardly anything. Right. I, I just look and, you know, talk to people and, you know, usually don't end up buying anything. Yeah. So like I love history. I like old things. I like going to Goodwills and things like that. I went to Goodwill the other day and there was a piano in there. And I'm thinking, hmm, what would I do with this piano? I don't have room for a piano. I don't right. need a piano. But I'm t I was like, hmm. Looking at this piano, like I was actually going to buy this piano from Goodwill. But anyways, I feel like with Facebook Marketplace, I would get in trouble. I think I would just get caught into a rabbit hole and be looking at leather sofas in Covington or something like that. Yeah. Being like, why am I looking at leather sofas in Atlanta? Well, I, I mean, know. it's a challenge at times. Um, I know some people do do buy a lot of things off that, and that's exciting for them. I guess so. Yeah. Um, you know... Did I ever tell you the story about when I was actually doing this, um, a recording with some other friends in the past, and one of the things we were going to try was um, some hot Dr. Pepper. Is hot Dr. Pepper? Uh, basically, it came from some movie or something, and it's mm. just Dr. Pepper heated. And up to this point, it was probably eight, ten years ago maybe less. Um, I had never had Dr. Pepper hmm. and definitely never had hot Dr. Pepper, but they sent me to be the one to purchase the Dr. Pepper. Okay. And I, I actually told them on the phone that I wasn't going to be able to purchase the Dr. Pepper because I was at a gas station and, or, or I wasn't at a gas station. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I wasn't at a gas station. I was at a grocery store. And they were really confused because they said that every grocery store has Dr. Pepper. And I looked and I couldn't find it hmm. because <clears throat> I did not realize up to that point that Dr. Peppers were anywhere except for end caps. And I thought oh. if it wasn't on the end cap, they were out of Dr. Pepper. So like not cold. No, like I didn't think they'd have any period. Like if it wasn't on the very end of the long aisle, oh, I didn't think they had Dr. Pepper. So you didn't think there was like a, a long aisle of sodas? Up to that point, I hadn't navigated it. And by navigate, you mean you've never, you never, never walked down an aisle? Never really went down that aisle. And never, like, you just never passed it? You never saw it? I mean, I've probably passed it, but so only looked at the end. But you never like looked down the aisle? Not much. Don't think. Ever? Not that I can remember. Like, maybe when I was little. Right. Like, you know, maybe I was getting a Coke or something. I don't even know if Dr. Pepper was, like, around then. I'm pretty sure it was around then. Okay. Well, I mean, you're not that old. No, no, but, like. <laughs> um, when it came around. Yeah, so, but that was my first time ever getting one in the store. And they explained to me that it had that giant aisle filled with them. There were so many. Have you? There were the most Dr. Peppers you've ever seen. Did you never like? It sounds like to me, you just always were around the perimeter of the story, but you never went in deep. I, I kind of, I kind of stayed the perimeter. Uh, I remember as a kid, like I was a Pop Tart fan, so I might get a Pop Tart. Okay. And then, uh, like the baking aisle. So you know what a Pop Tart is, but you don't. You don't know what a Danish is. Is a Pop Tart a Danish? I don't. 
That's a good question. That's a good question, Rojo family. Like is a pop tart a Danish? Is a pop tart like a dehydrated Danish? Dehydrated Danish. Well, I mean, it, it could be. It, it's hard to say. I don't know. I'm afraid to take a poll and ask, but yeah. Well, let's ask that. Yeah, so I can figure my way around a pop tart and uh, the strawberry ones with the sprinkles. They were always my favorite. They're so good. I used to love a toaster strudel. Did you? You don't know what a toaster strudel is? Is it a pop tart? It's, it's like a frozen pop tart. That's now. To <laughs> <laughs> a, a toaster strudel is more like a Danish, but frozen. But you prepare it like a Pop-Tart. So it comes in the frozen food section, and you put it in the toaster, and it came with these little packets of cream cheese icing. Now, the, the thing is, they never gave you enough icing, those little suckers. So sometimes you would use, and each toaster strudel had one packet of icing. But sometimes if you were feeling sassy, you would use two things of icing, but then that screwed you over because then you'd have a toaster strudel that would have no icing at the end because when it comes out the toaster, you would drizzle the icing and it kind of melt. But it's like filled with like strawberry flavor stuff like a Pop-Tart or other berry flavor. So think Pop-Tart, but flakier crust like a Danish. Well, you don't know what a Danish is, so that analogy is not going to work. So think of just like a, like you said, a French biscuit. Okay, French biscuit. <laughs> like layered, like a Pop-Tart, but actual like pastry dough that you cook in the toaster and you put the icing on it. Delicious. And that's called a toaster strudel? Strudel, yes. Okay. You know, it's interesting. Uh, Y'all can't see our faces because this is just a voice recording, but I, I can tell my face, and I know that there was a lot of confusion during his description, but also I've never seen you that passionate about anything. Let me tell you something about toaster. I don't play around with a toaster strudel. Delicious. Well, you know what? So good. You know what I'm a big fan of? Like the, I guess, breakfast item. I like uh, the orange rolls, like the the little Pillsbury swirled things with the orange icing. Oh, like a cinnamon roll. Yeah, but orange. Yes, but they're still cinnamon rolls. Well, no, not cinnamon, just orange. There's not cinnamon in the dough. It's I'm hard pretty to sure say. it's still a cinnamon roll, but instead of like the cream cheese drizzle. It's an orange glaze drizzle, right? Could be, could be. And that's those the one are, I like. Those are good. I've had those before. Yeah, I love those things. When I was, um, my last couple years of high school, my mom would uh, make me a pack of those every day with meat and half a cantaloupe. Yeah, I'd get a whole pack, <laughs> what? half a cantaloupe, and then a pound of bacon. I, I ate bacon back in those days. In high school? Yeah, every day. So you would take half a cantaloupe? Yeah. An eight pack of cinnamon rolls with orange icing. Right. And a pack of bacon. Right. God bless America. Yeah, that, that was fantastic. That was every day. That sounds like something. I would eat that tonight for dinner. I'm not going to lie. I remember telling her at one point that uh, she never made me breakfast and other people, you know, got breakfast. So uh, she started doing that literally every day, five days a week during school. Did she at least slice the cantaloupe or did she like cut a cantaloupe in half? Put some tin foil over it and just stick it in your lunchbox. I think she um, she cut it. She she liked okay, to, she, she liked it. the cube. Okay. And um, like I think she salad. ate the other half for herself. And sometimes she'd eat a piece of bacon because I could tell. Bacon's delicious. Yeah. Sometimes it was a little little light. But cantaloupe's kind of sweet. Right. And the bacon on the side that's sweet and salty. And then the orange rolls. Savory. Yeah. And also sweet. 
I, I could that's that. a word I've never really understood. Savory. Like I don't know if I've used that. I taught you. I just taught you another word. No, no, no. I mean, I've heard it plenty of times. Like, like it's you really hadn't taught me anything. I think I've taught you a lot. Um, I'm not sure about that. But but it's a (laughs) word I've I've never really used, and I don't like. So savory is just like a sweet pastry. Sweet. I think savory could just be anything that has like a good rich taste to it. What about like a Mighty Men's frozen dinner? I don't know if I would ever say one of those was savory. I do. I've I've eaten some. Have you? I've dabbled. <laughs> well, like the meatloaf, right? Or the fried I, chicken one. I've never had one actually. I've... So, you, well, you only go around the perimeter of any grocery store. It sounds like so you don't ever dive deep into the aisles. I, I have gone down uh, the pizza aisle. I'm I'm a big pizza fan, and then. Okay. Um, like in the freezer section, I'll, I'll work my way down there some, but it's usually like a pizza or like if I'm trying to eat healthy, like some kind of healthy choice stuff. Or what, like the cereal aisle? Are you a cereal fan? I love cereal. Uh, you know, I used to really love a Frosted Flake. Um, I like a Corn Flake. Of course you did. Um, of course you did. I'm trying to think. Uh, but did you ever go down? The Cinnamon the- Toast Crunch isn't shabby. Did you ever walk down the cinnamon aisle or uh, cereal aisle, though? I mean, I don't feel like I spent a whole lot of time there. But there's like, the I, I've been cereal. there. Yeah, I've seen that because they had the Fruit Loops and then they had Fruity Pebbles. I was a Fruity Pebbles fan. Fruity Pebbles was good. Cocoa Pebbles. I know and they had all the chocolate. like fake chocolate ones. Like but The Cocoa Pebbles were also really good. All the knockoffs were chocolate. But it was good. Maybe. It was good. Maybe it was good. So you've gone down some aisles. Yeah, I've been down some. You know, it's just I didn't really frequent the soda one much. I've always been more of a sweet tea person, anyway. I'm a sweet tea person. I understand yeah. that, but just they never passed there, never acknowledged. Yeah, I, I mean, I could aisle. have been there and maybe not paid attention or something. You're but just, you're just an onion. Drinks, just drinks players. never, you know, never really excited I get me. It. I don't drink a lot of soda. I drink so. ginger ale. I do like ginger ale. Or Big gin- fan. ginger beer even better. But yeah, if you get the ginger beer, even though it's non-alcoholic, a lot of times it's in like the alcohol sections. So I you're know. not really going to the soda area. Right, that is true. At Publix, though, they sell them in the soda aisle. Okay, okay. Which I'm sure you've never been I to, mean, in, in Dade County, uh, we, we don't have, have a Publix. We don't have a Publix. Let's not yeah. love Publix. I, I do like a Publix. The carts always work. It's always clean. They have a good sub. Pub sub. Listen, I can go ham on a pub sub. The that, buffalo chicken one. Yeah, if people are trying to, people are trying to like really get their bang for their buck. For that real? chicken tender one. Jesus I mean, they have us. like a dozen chicken Good tenders God, in it's there. A, it's, it's like four Chick Fil A meals. It's spiritual. It is a religious experience, and you can pack the toppings on it to where they can't even cut it. Yeah, and it's like, like the, the way that they do that, it amazes me. Oh, it's a science. It's like <laughs> how how do you do this? It's an art. I would get carpal tunnel to trying to cut some of those things. Like it's just a lot of back and forth. That's valid. But the buffalo chicken pups up, I'm telling you. What about okay, so let's let's get on sodas. Aside from like ginger beer, what what's your go-to's if you were gonna have one? I know you don't have them often. I honestly don't on a soda. I don't know. I honestly, if it's not ginger ale, I really rarely will drink it. If I'm at my brother's house, he loves a Coke Zero. So I might have one then. Okay. That's the only time I ever drink Coke, Coca-Cola. Now, does that taste like a regular Coke? To me, it does. Okay. But I've not had a regular Coke in probably a very long time. I'm not sure. It's been a while. See, I don't drink them often, but I do like a glass bottle Coke. 
Oh, that would be yeah. Cool. And and that's the thing that amazes me. And um, if you get the glass bottle ones, a lot of times they're from different countries. So like Costco, yeah. for instance, will have the glass bottle Mexican cokes. Yeah, they're good. And they have real sugar. Yes, that's why they taste different. They taste but like we have fake sugar. So it's like other countries seem to care more about people's health than we do because we're making all these fake sugars. I saw something posted the other day, and it was like the same food item. And it was like maybe cereal or macaroni and cheese and those different boxed foods. But the American ingredients list and the European countries, you know, ingredients list and let me tell you england or france or even germany their ingredients list was like only a third of the length of the american ingredients list like we pump a lot of stuff into our oh yeah i I think that's what i try to do i try to avoid like too many ingredients in an item too it was yeah it was interesting i need to pull it up let me talk about next week it was interesting to see that well, when I was in the army, um, we were going through like this schooling and it was it was pretty brutal. And they always allowed you if you're going through a class, you know, so you're not interrupting it. You can stand in the back of the class and just do push ups or jumping jacks or whatever. And I had someone um, recommend to me a Mountain Dew mm. and had my first Mountain Dew when Sweet. I was in the army. It um, it, it was a lot. It's a um, they ended up having in, in our motor pool, like where all the vehicles were kept, uh, an, an orange flavored Mountain Dew. And I've always been an orange soda guy. If it wasn't a Coke, I liked an orange soda. Mm. And the orange Mountain Dew was pretty tasty. I didn't know there was an orange Mountain Dew. There, there, There is. Um, I think there's a red one, too. There's a red one. I've seen the red. Code Red. A Baja Blast. Isn't that Mountain Dew? Like from Taco Bell. It's like their version. Be. Have you ever been to a Taco Bell? I have, but I've only ever had the um, cinnamon twist things. You never had a taco from Taco Bell? No. Oh, I know what we're doing. Probably not. Oh, oh yeah, buddy. That in the <laughs> Danish, we're going to call them uh, not. <laughs> that, that sounds like the, the nights that you enjoy You'll be having. looking for but... a Bucky's bathroom, I'll tell you that. <laughs> about 35 minutes, it'll go through. Right, Colon right. cleanse. Yeah. Um, you know, it's good to stay regular. <laughs> but, um, no, I haven't... Uh, haven't really ventured in the old uh, Taco Bell much. Uh, my mom used to like an occasional crystal. You know, maybe once or twice a year. Um, Get down with a crystal. I've, I've never been a big fan. I'm not either, but every once in a so, while, I'm telling you, there's something about it. It just sounds good. That's kind of how I am about a Waffle House. Once a year, maybe, I, I can hit a Waffle House. I could house. do a Waffle House twice a week. Okay. I don't, but I right. could. At 2 a.m. You ever been to a Waffle House like 3 a.m.? I have. I have. I think we've actually been to a Yeah, I think I've been to one with you around that time. With our buddy Kyle. Yeah, oh, Kyle. Up in Nashville. Good friend of ours. He he may come on the podcast one day. We're excited about that. It's a good one. But, um, you know, one thing I I was thinking about a lot and, uh, you know, definitely want to want to leave y'all with some encouragement today, but, but I was kind of thinking about this and... And I talk to people a lot, and I, I never really understood it when I was younger, but but I've heard a lot of people say the phrase, like, I'm tired. And I think I think they're including a lot of things in that. I think there's some physical exhaustion. I think there's emotional exhaustion. And then even like a spiritual exhaustion that a lot of people feel. And 
I think one of the things that can make us really tired and feel drained is we're always looking for the next thing. We're always looking for something else. We're always looking for something better. We're, we're always doing this. And, you know, I was praying this morning and, you know, really just about this topic. And what, what, what I felt like the Holy Spirit was speaking to me was like, stop searching. You know, sometimes we don't realize how good we actually have it, how, how good our life actually is, because we're always looking for other things. We, we, we focus on what other people are doing or what other people have, and, and we lose sight on what we've been blessed with in our own lives. And I had a friend of mine from Liberia reaching out, and this guy just literally gave up everything to go and, and live and serve people. And every time I hear from him, he's so encouraging, so uplifting, and talks about how great everything is, even though from a physical stance, you know, he doesn't mm -hmm. have anything. He doesn't have a house. He doesn't have money. He doesn't have vehicles. But he's so content in his life. And the older I get, I realize that, you know, our contentness isn't found in things. Mm-hmm. Our, our being content is the people we have in our lives. Our, our being content is our spiritual relationship with God. Um, you know, just, just even a big part for me is serving people. I love to serve. And, um, you know, I think, I think we miss that. So, so like one of the things I just wanted to say just to encourage everybody is you, you may be in a place where you're feeling pretty broken right now. You're feeling pretty tired right now. But look around at what you've been blessed with. Stop searching for what everybody else has and look at how you can find beauty in the things that you have. Ditto. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't went churchy. That was good. Yeah, yeah. You but know, I think you're right, though. I think a lot of times people are searching for something and really what they need is right, right there in front of them. And it's just, you know, calling out on God just for whatever it is, you know, even if it's just big or small, like. All you need's right there in front of you, you know? Yeah, and, and I think that, you know, one of the things that I really want to grow in and, and I encourage other people to grow in and is just appreciation and thankfulness. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I look sometimes in my life, I have so many things to be grateful for, but how often am I spending to, you know, share that gratefulness? Yeah, yeah that's good. Like I get to spend an hour a week with you. You're welcome. And uh, the gift. It's week two. We're not sure about week three, it's a, but uh, it's a gift that keeps on giving. Kind of like Taco Bell. A little bit. <laughs> I, I think. Yeah, I think those things uh, can do some damage. Um, That's what my mom used to say about. You know, my family. Um, we we usually eat at home. You know, cook at home a yeah, lot. Y'all are very close. But when we do have the opportunities to go out to eat, yeah. Uh, it's, it's quite a bit of a race to the restroom. Um, I don't, I don't think, uh, the oils and things that restaurants use really sit well with us. Well, probably not. So I can only imagine a Taco Bell or Crystal would expedite that experience. You, you know, your legs might go, they might go to sleep. I bet you, um, that, that could cause it. That would cause it. Hang you on. know, do you think that back to um isaac's question from earlier do you think that the quality of food you're intaking would lead to a um, 
higher frequency of like, legs falling asleep? 100%. Okay. Depending on how long you're sitting there. Right. I, I wonder if like sciatica has something to do with that too. He might. He might. Have, he might. I'm not a medical professional in that manner. I just can't give that diagnosis, but. Yeah, because I mean, I got people a, that I love that deal with sciatica and it's crazy. It's like they're they're just out here getting a touch. You know, it's like a touch of what? <laughs> I don't know. They're like walking or whatever, and then it just hits them. You know, it's it's oh. it's. I mean, I mean, they'll fall out right in front of you. Jeez, oh, you know, it's never, dang. It it can be a, a bit a bit uneasy to see. That would be scary. Um, yeah, goodness. yeah. But Man. but yeah, I mean, they're 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 usually okay. So there's not usually an injury or anything. But that thing just hits them. Just out of nowhere. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. No. Like a spasm? Is that what it is? Like a muscle spasm? A little bit like that. A, L- a little bit little bit like that. I think it's uh, the nerves pressing. Man. Yeah. Um, really uncomfortable thing. So so let's keep our, our friends and loved ones with sciatica in our prayers. Yes. I think that's a big thing. Rojo, Rojo loves you. We support you. Um, <laughs> wow. What a fun uh, hour. Yeah. It, it was a good time, guys. <laughs> uh you know we're gonna um, we're gonna get out of here. Yeah. We we just enjoyed uh, being with you today. I hope you had a good time. Just yeah, a lot about nothing. A little so. hey, that's what Rojo is. You know we want to be something for everybody, family fun. You know so kids, adults, senior adults, whoever, whatever age you are, that you could be a part of a conversation. If you have any questions for next week, send us some questions. We'd love to have those and your feedback. We may talk about them on the show next week. Um, but thank you guys for just coming out and hanging out with us. Hope you had a good laugh. Um, it's been a stressful week, you know, with the weather and stuff, especially if you live in Tennessee, Georgia, Alabama, kind of where we're at. Um, so hopefully this has been a good way to kind of end your week. You know, tomorrow's Friday. So um, thank you guys for just taking time and being out here with us. I'm sorry. You kind of just threw me off because I cannot get over how you put an X in especially. I didn't say I didn't say that. I think you did. I did um, not. You said that doesn't sound especially. Like, that doesn't sound like me. Um, but it's the mic. But I have a lot of people in my life that add the X in especially, yeah. and we love you for that. And uh, I hope you guys just have a great week. Uh, if you're in cold areas, stay warm. Mm-hmm. And man, we love you guys. And yeah, we uh, love you. See you next week. <laughs>